I know folks that you think law and order and justice have just been tossed out the door. You think that the judge in the Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs trial in Arizona, well, was either corrupt or bought off. We're going to take a look at what happened in Arizona with the recent Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs trial that took place over the course of two days. We're going to analyze it. Was there something we did wrong on the plaintiff's side? Or did the defendants just get away with madness and perjury? I know you're thinking America has gone to hell in a handbasket. But if we're going to understand how to defeat this mess, we have to analyze every single battle we're in. It's a war out there. Yes, it's a war. I've always told you we were in a digital war. I always told you that we were fighting, not only for our lives, but the actual soul of our great republic. We're going to analyze the ruling paragraph by paragraph. I think there's many things we learned. I actually think we came out a winner. It might not be the decision you wanted. It just might be the decision we needed so we can eventually learn how to fight this corruption. Because every time there's a battle, we learn something new. Every time we get defeated, we get better, not worse. And so we're going to talk about what happened and look at the gifts we were given, where truly, folks, I believe that we can save our great republic if we just pay attention to what didn't work and deploy the new way to win. All right after this. He's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Hey guys, do you know I've had the best night's sleep of my life, and it was as simple as just changing my pillows. I know that may sound stupid. Look, you've seen Mike Lindell and his wonderful product, My Pillow. I actually just didn't think a pillow could change my life. I finally got my pillows. Now, let me tell you about my sleep habits. Number one, you know, when we do this every 12 hours, we're joining together to do my broadcast every 12 hours. Sleep is so precious to me. And I was very lucky, very lucky to get three to four hours of really good sleep any one night. I used to use nine pillows, and it's because I've broken so much in my body, old battle wounds, broken arms, you name it, sleep was not my friend, and it was ruining my health, tremendously ruining my health. Well, I saw Mike's commercial, didn't know Mike for a long time. I finally broke down and got my pillows. I took those nine pillows, I tossed them out completely. Went to two my pillows. I'm asleep. I'm telling you now, where I used to lay there a couple hours not getting to sleep. I'm asleep now in 15 minutes or sooner. It is a gift. Look, you need to go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan, J O V A N. You need to do that so you can get my discount. You want to get my discount on everything that Mike sells. Now, I can tell you, living honest to God proof that my sleep has changed. The fact that I can go to sleep in 15 minutes and not lay there literally for two hours 
has basically gave him, given me almost two hours of sleep back. That is an incredible gift. I sleep more soundly. I sleep all night long. Now, of course, I've gone into other products, right? I now use uh, the bed toppers. I now wear the slippers. Hey, folks, go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan. You have to put your promo code of Jovan in to get my discount. You get a bigger, better discount. Mypillow.com. Your promo code is Jovan. I'm telling you. If you cherish your sleep, you know that feeling when you just can't wait to get to bed and you lay down and you go, oh man, and it's just the best part of your day and you want to wake up feeling great. I hadn't had that for decades until I decided to switch to my pillow and I switched everything. Folks, do yourself a favor, get your beautiful sleep back, go to mypillow.com, use your promo code Jovan, mypillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to find out you want all the things Mike is offering, and you want to help him fight for America too. And this is how you do it MyPillow.com, promo code Jovan. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now, he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. As I sit here on Christmas Day 2022, I'm hemmed in by bad weather. Just like most of the country, the mountain passes, etc. are hammered with snow and ice and killer below freezing. As I look out across great mountains and prairies and stuff and think about the times that Americans had been here before, Yeah, it was recently a crushing 40 below outside. But as Americans, we've been here before in these mountains of Montana and Wyoming. We've always survived. We've survived bad weather. We've survived animal attacks. We've survived enemy attacks. Right now, not a great topic to be talking about on Christmas Day unless you look at it from a historical standpoint and you realize we have been here before. It was not great to be greeted on Christmas Eve with a ruling from the judge in Superior Court of Arizona, specifically speaking about Maricopa County and Carrie Lake's lawsuit against Katie Hobbs. But I think it's important that we look backwards 
for a moment to understand how to go forward. Sometimes what's happening right before you can confuse you and send you on the wrong path. That's why we must look backwards. It's ironic. The judge himself, Judge Thompson in Maricopa County, his first reference to law in Arizona was something that came down in the Territorial Supreme Court that was agreed in Oaks versus Finley. That happened in 1898. Issues over elections have been something we've been dealing with forever. Right now, I know you feel that we cannot find an honest judge now any longer in the United States of America. I think when you find an honest judge, you find that the judge absolutely should, and it's what you want, read everything down to exactly how the law reads. This is why preparation is so important. I think back to my times doing explorations around this globe, being out in environments that would rather kill you than have you there. I've been frozen. I've been worried about the snakes in the jungle as they crawl at my feet, standing in the middle of ruins. Worried about water. Hammered in the desert without water to the point that I thought I wasn't going to make it. But the general rule of thumb in exploration, just like this election law, always comes down to being prepared. Always comes down to are you ready to face the environment you enter head on. And that's why... I want to talk to you about this. Let's start with socialism, because I know you feel like our country is headed towards socialism. Did you know that the Socialist Labor Party of America was founded in 1901? We've dealt with socialism in America for a very, very long time. You heard more about it when Bernie Sanders ran, relabeling himself as a self-described democratic socialist. This has been around primarily in response to dire poverty and inhumane working conditions in industrialized Europe in the early 19th century. A socialism idea was out there. In fact, in America, many were also talking about utopia. What is utopia? Well, you've heard of utopia before. It typically describes an imaginary community or society that possesses highly desirable or nearly perfect qualities for its members. It was a term that was coined by Thomas More in 1516 in his book of the same name, Utopia. 
It was describing a fictional island society in the New World. However, many have taken that fictional society and want to make it a true society. There are many that want to make socialism the way America rolls. I don't agree with it. Back in World War I, it was the Socialist Party that opposed America's entry into the war. But it was widely condemned as unpatriotic. And that's why, in 1917, Congress passed the Espionage Act, making it a crime to speak out against the war and oppose the draft. Isn't it funny where we are today? Our government wants to speak out wants to force you not to speak out against broken elections. Yes, I agree. Socialism is un-American. But among 18 to 29-year-olds right now in the United States, 69% have no problem voting for socialists. What's the catch? People in their 20s have no memory of the Soviet Union or the Cold War. A lot of them came of age during the 2008 financial crisis. They feel economic insecurity. They're lost. This is up to us to fix. And that's why every time we go into battle, we must analyze what were we dealt And that's why history is the best teacher to help us protect our future. This case, this one judge in Arizona, I know you don't want to refer to him as the Honorable Peter A. Thompson. But it is that case that's going to help us go forward and win, folks. Did you know that in 1920, during, well, a presidential election in 1920, that a presidential candidate, while serving a 10-year sentence for opposing America's entry into World War I, received just shy of one million votes, one million votes in the 1920 presidential election. This has been around forever. How do we deal with it? And I think the way we deal with it is to understand intimately how our laws are written and pay very close attention to the words So we get it right. I think in this last round of battle, in this World War III, which is a digital war, words affected us tremendously in the outcome. It all comes down to words, and you're right, the judge is right, that just irregularities don't necessarily prove the election was run wrong. 
And that's why when we focus in suits, we can find those irregularities. But we have to connect the dots that these irregularities are a maladministration going right to the heart of the matter in this case of Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs. Mind you, I'm not an attorney in this hunt. I cannot advise you on Arizona law. But I can take a peek in, and I think I can advise you on using clear and convincing evidence and being very, very picky about words that that is the path to success. Why do you think all of these attorneys, counsels, etc., say things that we assume mean we're going to find success only to be let down? A good case and point, William Barr in 2020 and hiring a special prosecutor to look into the election said that he did not believe after looking into the evidence that they would hire a special prosecutor because, and I'm simplifying, at the end of the day, there wasn't enough fraud to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. See, those words matter. I've told you before, if you found in an election your candidate lost by 100,000 votes and you and I partnered together and we found 95,000 illegal votes, bona fide illegal votes, and we took them to the AG and said, look what we found. We as humans, we as fair-minded conservatives, think that the attorney general will jump up and down and go, oh my God, look at all this fraud. We've got to look at everything. But you'd be surprised to find out the way the law is written is that if you don't find 100,001 votes, and folks, it really should be 110,000 votes because they're going to try to pull off as many as they can and make them go away. If you don't find more than the outcome of the election, you never stand a chance. This is why I am not a proponent of fractional audits or sampling. Because I believe the fractional audits or sampling is disingenuous because it can't get you to the end game. I will give you an example. Even if you were in an election of 500 difference in a vote, like Abe Hamadoff, or attorney general in Arizona, and you sample 20 ballots, and that's the agreement you make, you do not get to lay a multiple over it. Even if 20 in those 20 ballots, if 10 of them are bad, you do not get to lay that 50% difference over the rest of the election. And the law system knows this. 
So we have to understand how to play this game because they're always going to err on the side of the election because they don't want the constitutional crisis that this brings up. You have to understand what we discovered in 2020 in Maricopa was something so big, so horrible, so widespread that it would cause a constitutional crisis. Therefore, Arizona officials were of the mind, let's just go on, let's get to 2022. We don't want to cause this fracture in our nation because it will be a constitutional crisis. We'll get them next time. Here we are, Christmas 2022, midterms over and they've done it again. Most of this, I believe, is our fault in how we fight it. Once again, I want to remind you, I'm not an attorney in this case. I'm looking at the evidence that we compiled in 2020 and merely comparing it to what was found in 2022. I see the pattern differently. But just like Judge Thompson pointed out, I want to read to you what I believe is the single most important quote in his 10-page decision. It appears on page 3 of 10, about midway. He says, It bears mentioning that because of the requested remedy, setting aside the result of the election, the question that is before the court is monumental importance to every voter. The margin of victory as reported by official canvas is 17,117 votes. He goes on to say a court setting such a margin aside as far as the court is able to determine has never been done in the history of the United States. The court does acknowledge the anger and frustration of the voters who were subjected to inconvenience and confusion at voter centers as technical problems arose during the 2020 election. The key words here is it has never been done before, but I want to focus on the requested remedy. I believe those two words show the path that we might be able to get better traction as we take another bite at the apple. We just have to understand the requested remedy. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Folks, one of the ways I keep up my hectic schedule and can deal with all the stress of the audits, uh, keep on pushing through legislation, and keep on doing my program for you every 12 hours 
is I try to pay attention to my nutrition. Now, you know I'm a gardener. If you followed me for a while, you know I love gardening. I try to eat as good as I can. But many times when I'm on the road and I'm having to do the program, I cannot eat great. Most people are just not eating great. We're not eating like our grandparents used to eat, where they'd eat you know, all kinds of fruits and vegetables to stay healthy. We were a lot healthier then. Don't believe me? Go back and Google a photo of a beach, your favorite beach in 1970. Look at the people. We were so much healthier. It's because we didn't have all this synthetic crap just added to our food. So I just want to let you know, one of the ways I'm able to maintain my energy, and I'm telling you, I feel it instantly when I do this, because I just do a scoop, shake it in water, and boom, I'm ready to go. What is it? Well, it's called Field of Greens. You may have heard that name. I am very, very, very picky on this kind of stuff. I don't like regular chelated vitamins, you know, the ones that kind of come in pill form. The reality is, folks, you need to know this. You just poop them out. Our digestive systems are racked. You poop them out. You're not doing any good. There's no difference in your body. You want an instant difference in your body? You have to have your supplements that are in a way that not only are natural, but go right into your system. So think about a powder. This is a powder. It's a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics that go right into your body. You just take a scoop, put it in water. I've done every one of them. Every one of them. They're organic. They're wonderful in water. I mean, it's a treat. These things taste great. Now, they work fast. I literally, my body tells me I feel it in minutes. Because I can. I get more energy. Uh, my skin's starting to change, too. It's really weird. My skin, my hair, where I was losing some hair, is actually, to me, looking a little bit of that it's coming back. And I'm kind of excited what's going to happen when I go get my next physical. So what I'm doing is I take Field of Greens. It's just a simple powder you put in water. Would you do me a favor and at least go check it out? Just go to fieldofgreens.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to get 15% off your first order just by mentioning me, fieldofgreens.com forward slash Jovan. By the way, if you want them regularly shipped to you, you can. You're going to get another 10% off. This stuff is a miracle in our fast-paced society, especially when we're stressing out like we all are about what's going on. Folks, fillthegreens.com forward slash Jovan and use Jovan as the promo code. Get it done now. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut cut the the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. It's Christmas Day, 2022. I sit here reflecting on the 10-page court decision in Maricopa as it regards Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. I'm focusing on the requested remedy. And the requested remedy of this lawsuit was asking for a complete setting aside of the result of the election. 
Two billion people voted. There was a margin for Katie Hobbs, although illegitimate, of 17,117. In a judge's terms, he's looking at approximately 1,980,000 other people's votes as we focus on 17,117. I believe the judge has written this document in a manner that gives us a path to understand what actually needs to be done to move these cases forward, to actually get a remedy by the court, by being very methodical in what we ask of the court. Again, this is only my personal opinion. As I look back over it, and I look back over all that was discovered, all that was brought forth in court, thank God we were able to see this presented in court, that was monumental. It paved the way for these types of cases to finally get into court. In that scenario, Judge Thompson, Peter A. Thompson, was in fact honorable. He let this come to court and be heard. Be heard in fullness. Be presented and cross-examined. Be torn apart, beat up, but still it got presented. This was a win. And this is not over. Now, I think every one of the witnesses did absolutely fantastic in presenting their own evidence in cases and being cross-examined. Kurt Olson and team did a fantastic job in prepping those who would testify in this process. I'm going to focus on three things. I believe these three things are the difference of how we win going forward. Now, you know that the left and, unfortunately, this right in Arizona does not want these things looked at. But since I have been through the process, have personally looked at 2 million Maricopa County ballots myself, that's in excess of 188 million ovals, understanding how this game is played, understanding it's a combination of word sausage and word salad, serving up this horrible meal that always leaves us 
lacking and not getting justice. But if we take everything we've learned in every single case, and we take everything we have learned from those who have done this dirty deed, the left, the deep state, who wants to control and make a puppet out of every one of us, I believe the playbook of how to defeat them is right before our eyes. It's just like going into any battle. That's why I mention as I look out over the frozen mountains, thinking about all the pioneers that came through these vast mountains and prairies and highlands and died in an effort to get west and open this country, whether it to be just to get mail, to find gold, or even to get our railroads installed. They had to, well, go through a tremendous amount of trial and error. And every time another party went through and failed, the parties behind learned. Back during the O.J. Simpson trial, I was able to have dinner with Alan Dershowitz. He said something at that time that rocked my young mind. He said the O.J. Simpson trial will forever change policing and forensics. And it was a wonderful gift to the United States of America. It struck me so hard I didn't get it. It took me years grappling with that statement until I realized that he was looking at it in the context that all of this evidence came out. And really, the losers at trial were the police. You see, the police didn't follow any procedures. The police did their job willy-nilly. The police thought they had a slam dunk. The police were arrogant and thought they could be untouchable simply because they were the ruling authority. But it was in that sloppiness and that arrogance and them being the ruling authority that what we learned as Americans is how critical forensics are and how critical it is to collect the information properly, to document it, to document it every little bitty, well, from a blood pool to just the fine mist of the spray of an artery and make sure it's documented properly. And it was in their sloppiness and arrogance that where they were the elected officials that that case came down the way it did. But in that highlighting of that case, it forced police units that were struggling with forensics, policing as a whole, to take a look at how it ran itself and forced them to upgrade. I think this Kerry Lake trial is kind of the same thing. Granted, I do believe in Arizona, we are looking at 
criminal acts, intentional criminal acts, criminal nature that is akin to organized crime. But I do not believe that's the way it is across the United States of America. And as a result, how our elections are both handled and looked at will upgrade. I can tell you, even with what I know, that was an incredible learning process for me. Let's talk about a few of them. The first learning lessons that I was able to get in the process was just listening to Attorney Blim examining the words or cross-examining or getting statements from Steve and Richard, the county recorder. I could watch Richard as he smirked with his attorneys, and I sat there watching these smirks, thinking, these guys just think they have it in the bag. That they're so corrupt, they just have it in the bag. I've gone back and watched it many times. I now know what they were smirking at. They were thinking to themselves that this dumbass has no idea what he's talking about in the process and he continues to ask the wrong question allowing me to avoid telling the truth. They were smiling in agreement in smug jubilation that the plaintiff counsel Thank God he stood up and became the counsel in Arizona, though. But the plaintiff's counsel was actually helping them not answer the question honestly. You see, Blim focused on simple term, two-word term again, drop boxes. Most of this comes down to the two terms, like what we're going to get into, requested remedy. Because Blim focused on drop boxes, using it interchangeably with election day and those ballots going bad, election day at vote centers, what attorney Blim did not understand is how the words let them off. Granted, I want to acknowledge a conversation I had with Katie Hobbs a few days before the trial started. And she said, no matter how this goes, everybody's going to be a critic. And we can't please everybody. We're just going to have to go with what we've got and fight like hell. God bless Carrie Lake for being a warrior. And I know it's not over. And that's why I'm covering this, because now we must learn by what happened. You see, on election day, when those ballots were printed out and fed to the scanners, they would not read. Attorney Blim kept on misusing the term calling them the drop boxes. See, words matter. 
when you go in and vote on election day and that ballot is printed and you mark that ballot and it's fed to the scanner, do you believe you voted? Well, see, the system will allow you to think you voted. But all you did was get a ballot, mark a ballot, and feed it to a scanner. It made you feel great. It made you feel like you voted. But folks, that's still not your vote. That's the process of casting a vote, yes. But this is not about casting a vote. This is about counting a vote. And you see, until those data cards are transferred from those remote vote centers, it's technically, by their terms, not yours, it's technically not considered counted. And so two things went wrong in that cross-examination is the attorneys for the plaintiff, our side, kept on saying, drop boxes and counted. You see, drop boxes also have a different definition. That's for people that held on to their ballot for whatever reason and didn't put it in a mail receptacle, but did in fact mark the ballot Put it back in its security envelope and drop it in a drop box. That drop box has a definition. It is a drop box that has nothing to do with the votes that are occurring on election day that have a separate designation called EDs, election day votes. And therefore, because of simple words, the attorney could not understand that could not separate it, it allowed Stephen Richter to continue to use the term, yes, the early votes, yes, they've got to go down to MTEC to be counted. We don't know how many there are. We do not know what the count is until it gets to MTEC. You heard that exchange. It was word sausage, word salad. Here's what he was saying. Hey, Mr. Attorney, since you kept on saying drop boxes, I'm going to talk about early votes. I know you're trying to nail me on election day votes, but because you don't understand the process, I'm going to talk about early votes. And yes, if you keep on talking about those ballots in the drop boxes, we gather them up. And yes, we do fill out uh, forms of custody. But see, you also use the word count. And they are not counted until they get to MTEC and run through the tally machines versus the scan machines. And so, smugly, arrogantly, allowed to escape, he was actually telling the truth. You see, early votes are gathered up in a separate process handled by somebody else. And those do, in fact, have a chain of custody, but they go down to MTech, MCTech, Maricopa Tech Center, to be counted. 
what should have happened on that stand is somebody that understood the difference that each of these pieces does and the focus should have been on election day the ballots printed and fed to a scanner and how many times was that attempted how many of those ballots were fed during the day to that particular scanner you notice i didn't say dropbox and i didn't say count and in that cross examination you would have found out they should have had a number of how many ballots came from that vote center and then they would have had to explain why is there not a record signed for and documenting how many ballots were going to be in transit from that vote center like there should have been all because of one word and that word is count the next thing i want to focus on is i was want to focus on clay's incredible work where he went and looked at ballots in the process of getting the 200 plus ballots that were pulled he came across duplicated ballots duplication can happen many ways your ballot gets tore it gets stained in fact he used the same example i've taught you for two years it comes in tore you got coffee stains on it they are required to take that ballot for any reason that it is unable to be scanned mark my words not counted scanned and if it does not scan it is required to be duplicated hopefully faithfully by what they call a bipartisan panel which is incorrect because they can have one token republican and it can be only democrats looking at it but that's not the point when he came across those because the attorneys didn't understand the process of questioning the rules are that when that spoiled ballot is made there is a duplicate ballot made faithfully with it and by rules they're supposed to be kept together i'm talking closely together i'm literally talking spooning back to back together what clay came across was duplicates but clay could not see the actual original spoiled ballot he saw a duplicated ballot but because procedures were not followed he could not see what was the ballot the voter cast to be able to confirm it directly as to how did the county faithfully or not duplicate that ballot they should have been together but in a cross-examination word sausage where the defense said well you didn't ask for the spoiled ballots did you see nobody has the ability to say at all for any reason was that an exact identical faithful duplicate 
And you can only do that when you have the spoiled spooning the duplicate. In that group of wordings, which the attorneys knew, they put the error off on Clay. It was not his fault. It was the county's fault. But it allowed them to say, well, that is, in fact, a ballot. You looked at one. It was a duplicated ballot. And was that ballot fed into the tally system and thus counted? And Clay had to confirm, well, yes, that's how they're counted. Was that the point? No, folks. That was not the point. The point was Clay had no opportunity to verify that that ballot that he pulled randomly as a duplicate actually represented exactly what the person voted. And in that, and in that misunderstanding on the plaintiff side, and word sausage on the defense side, that point got swept under the rug. Part of me knows that those vast duplications of ballots that could not be run, in some places we're talking 50% of all ballots, folks, they would technically duplicate that ballot. They would say, this one could not repeatedly be run, Therefore, we are going to faithfully duplicate it. And because they were not together as they are required to be, there was no way to confirm they, in any manner, were faithfully reproduced in a manner consistent with how the voter actually cast their ballot. The moral of just these two stories are words matter. This system relies off words, just like I told you about Attorney Barr, widespread. Not enough to make a material difference to the outcome of the election. I gave you their word sausage. And if you don't understand the impact of the word sausage and what they will do to make themselves look like they followed procedures. When there's actual evidence to be had, we miss it. But the third leg of this, I believe, is more important. What I believe is important in this process goes to the heart of the matter of a full forensic audit, looking at every machine, every ballot, every envelope. They tried to tell you it was hard to do and costly, but that's just simply not factual. But at minimum, every single duplicated ballot should have been looked at compared to the original ballot. That was not requested. And every ballot should have been inspected at least to understand how many came in at 19 inches, how many came in at 20 inches. In those two scopes, I believe, 
we will find the real truth of what happened in 2022 in Maricopa County. Yes, there are many, many more things to cover. But I shared with you the two that I believe are the, well, low-hanging fruit. Which now takes me to the requested remedy. I know everybody wants to get rid of these voting machines. I know they should be melted down into prison bars. But I also know, as the judge said, quote, a court setting such a margin aside, as far as the court is able to determine, has never been done in the history of the United States. That is why they've made this so convoluted. My remedy, personally, would have been to get access to every document, every paper, every digital anything, every ballot, every record, every worker, every profile, everything that had to do with this election to solely determine was the election run properly or did not running it contribute to the possibility that some votes may have not been counted, logged, scanned, or credited properly. This way, I would have given consideration to 2 million voters, not just a margin of 17,117 on the theory that they're bad. Folks, we all know they're bad. I'm not discussing that. The judge gave us the path here. We are only wanting to audit what the Board of Supervisors says happened. Not to challenge the contest, but to challenge the Board of Supervisors. To challenge the methods and procedures by which it was run. To challenge that it is potentially not managed right and out of control, therefore we have to look at it. It would have allowed us to learn much more, but at the same time, as you're doing that compliance audit, we would have found the illegal things. And when you do a compliance audit, it is your responsibility to bring up things if you find there is fraud, and I think the fraud could have been found, then it would have been a whole new ball game. But this is just my personal opinion. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. I know, folks, you're stressing over our mail-order maladministration government. We have 
selected, not elected, I'm encouraging you just try out two things that I'm doing to stay ahead of the, the stress, which feels like it's killing us besides killing our nation. Do yourself a favor. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You're going to change your pillow and sheets anyway and get new ones. Why don't you support an American company, an American cause? If they'll use your promo code Jovan, you're going to get extra special savings because you use the promo code Jovan. I'm telling you, I used to take two hours or more to get to sleep and only sleep for a few hours. Now I'm asleep. I'm telling you, 15 minutes or less, I'm out like a baby. And that's because of MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. Use your promo code Jovan. I guarantee you'll be happy you did. The other part of it is part of having good sleep and keeping up with the stress is to have good nutrition. Do yourself a favor. Go to FilledUpGreens.com. Use your promo code Jovan there. Think about this. All your vitamins and stuff you need, full-spectrum essential vegetables and fruits. It's vegetables and fruits. That's it. It's powdered, very finely powdered. One scoop. I mean, you can even eat this stuff. You can sprinkle it on cereal. You can use it in baking. It's your vitamin in powder form. Instead of pooping out the pill form, which does no good for your body, take it in the powder form. One scoop, put it in water, shake it up, boom, boom. Ten minutes, you're done. But I'm telling you, I can feel it immediately when I do it. I can feel my body going, thank you, thank you, thank you. Imagine how well I'm doing with great sleep and great vitamins. It's about the only way I'm keeping up with this horrible stress in my life with the audits and election integrity. Do me a favor, go to fillthegreens.com. Your first order, use your promo code Jovan, you're going to get 15% off. And if you do a regular shipment, you'll get another 10% off. Do it now, folks. Take care of yourself.